I'm Aaron Schachter, and this is The World. Britain's Duchess of Cambridge is still known to many as Kate Middleton, her name before marrying Prince William. But earlier this month, Kate was referred to as something else, a shop window mannequin and a jointed doll on which certain rags are hung. It's created a very British brouhaha, as the world's Alex Galifant reports. The author Hilary Mantel won enormous acclaim for her novels of 16th century British royal intrigue. Wolf Hall and its sequel, Bring Up the Bodies. Not long ago, she delivered an hour-long lecture in London called Royal Bodies. Much of it centred on the wives of Henry VIII. But near the start, she talked about Kate Middleton, who's currently pregnant, arguing that the shifts in her public image hew to age-old patterns. Once she gets over being sick, the press will decide she's radiant. And they will find that this young woman's life, till now, was nothing. Her only point and purpose being to give birth. Hilary Mantel's take on Kate was received by the British Commentariat with careful attention and measured argument. Nah, just kidding. Mantel's been accused of a venomous attack and a bizarre rant. Even British Prime Minister David Cameron jumped in to defend the good princess against the evil novelist. I think she writes great books, but I think what she said about Kate Middleton is completely misguided, completely wrong. A tirade, a rant, an attack. This Mantell woman must be some kind of B-word, am I right? Mantell's piece is not an attack. The word attack, it's sexist. Next, we're going to be hearing about a cat fight. If Martin Amos had said as much about Prince William, we would be calling it condemnation or denunciation. This is Kate Bolick. She's a contributing editor to The Atlantic magazine. And her analysis is part of a broader idea that women in the public eye continue to be reduced to stock roles, be it the angry shrew picking a cat fight or the pure virgin preparing to marry and so on. That's one of the main points of Mantel's piece is that that's who Kate is to us is a wife, and now a mother-to-be, and and nothing more, and that's so reductive. Kate seems to have been selected for her role of princess because she was irreproachable, without quirks, without oddities, without the risk of the emergence of character. And Bolick observes that Kate's public profile makes her, for many in the UK and beyond, kind of the culmination of aspirational womanhood right now. You know, so here she is in the public eye all the time being as flat as a pancake or, you know, as complicated as a paper doll. And that reduces women's ability to imagine more complicated lives for themselves. Now, the Duchess of Cambridge is most likely a fun and funny person in private, or if you get to chat with her one-on-one. Here's a charity worker coming to her defence. I have to say I've had the privilege of meeting her twice and that is so not the person I met at all. But Kate's role isn't to talk with everyone like that. It's to be the nation's princess, to bear the nation's child, to be in the same moment magically glamorous and charmingly down to earth. The question is, is that the fantasy of royalty we really want? Again, the commoner. Kate Bolick. If they wanted, they could be creating a new kind of narrative or a new kind of fantasy. And Kate Middleton, highly educated in a time when women don't live with the restrictions they once did, she's well-placed to transform the fantasy, to be the princess you really can believe in. She could reconcile those aspirations, if she had them, with the role that the royal family requires, if she had the imagination 
and wherewithal to do that. Maybe she will, maybe she won't. I guess we'll all be watching. For the world, I'm Alex Galifant.